you take a seat this morning? Welcome to those that are joining us online this morning as well. It's great to have you with us today. Isn't it great to be together again in church? Come on, isn't it great to be together again in church? I love it. I wanted to give a huge thank you to every one of our incredible volunteers that have helped us to be able to come back to church together. We've got kids' church workers, we've got hosts, we've got creative team, we've got cafe workers, we've got a whole bunch of people that are caring for people through the week and have been doing that during this time, and connect group leaders, and just people that have continued to be the church and to serve others through this extended period of time, but have really helped us to be able to come back gathering together as the church as well. And so all the incredible volunteers, why don't you give them a hand? They are amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. And uh, obviously all of our volunteer teams are stretched as we're coming back because there's so many people want to come back and be part of services. But we do need more volunteers to be able to uh, cater for all the people that are coming as well. And so if you don't serve on a team, we'd love to help you get involved and serve on a team as well. And as Amy mentioned, perhaps we'll have more space in the service next week. We'll just see. You may receive an email from me through the week once we get that confirmed. Um, and so just look out on an email for that, for the details you need to know. But I just wanted to encourage everybody, whether you're in person or whether you're online, we're all the one church, we're all connected together. And I want to encourage you to stay connected. What was the first warning that Jesus, uh, that, that God gave uh, people after he created them was, it's not good for man to be alone. And I want to encourage you, we've sung it this morning, we never walk alone. And God is always with us, but we also walk in community. And I want to encourage you to stay connected to your connect groups, to the people that are around you, whether you need to be online for an extended period of time, whether you're in the room, we are all one church under God together. And let's stay connected with one another and continue to love each other through this time as well. Is that good? Awesome. Well, just one practical thing. We've got bottles of water out in the foyer. If anybody wants a bottle of water, you can grab that on your way into the services from now on. We, we ordered a whole pallet, so there's plenty for the weeks to come. And so I know it's uncomfortable at times with the mask on, and so you can take that off, have a drink of water through the service, do that, feel free to do that. You're allowed to do that, and I want to encourage you to do that if you need to. I know my wife almost passes out from the, the heat because she's pregnant and with a mask on, and so just do what you need to do to feel comfortable. That's for you your health. So that's good. All right. Well, I want to speak this morning a message called, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm a believing believer. I'm a believing believer. Well, we are believers. And I think during this time, it's been really easy for our faith to go on sleep mode. But really, we want to be people that are alive and active in our faith, understanding that we are a believing people. We are people of faith. We have come to believe in God. We have come to believe in miracles. We have come to believe in the power of God that's outworking on the earth. God wants to do miracles. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a sleeping believer. I don't want to have sleeping faith. I don't want to have faith that is cynical faith. I don't want to have distracted faith. I want to have faith that is trusting in Jesus, believing God to do what He says He will do in His Word. I am a believing believer. Knowing your faith, knowing and understanding your faith senses is important. Just like we have been given five senses physically, we have senses when it comes to the faith realm. To believe God, to live in faith, to be spirit-led, 
To be the kind of believers that don't just go along in this world and just blend in, but we stand out. Because we're called to be people of life. We're called to be people of light and faith and hope and peace and joy to the world that is around us. It makes us different. You are people of faith. The reason we gather together is we are what the Bible calls us. We are the household of faith. So we're people with, with a belief in God. We're people with a belief in the power of God to move. I love it says in Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So faith is important to God. In fact, it's impossible to please God without faith. And so when we are living each and every day, we're not just living in the natural realm, we're living it as people of faith in the supernatural realm. We're understanding that at any moment, God could perform a miracle. There are miracles to come in your conversations with people, in your prayers for people. And when you lay hands on someone and believe for a miracle, there are miracles to come in your financial life. There are miracles to come when it comes to those that are around you that are still yet to receive salvation. There are miracles to come when it comes to those that are prodigals, that are yet to come home. There are miracles that we are believing for. We're not just happy with ourselves finding our place in heaven. We're believing that we are called to bring light to the darkness, hope to a place that is hopeless. I'll tell you what, our world is crying out for hope. It's crying out for answers, and the answers are found in Jesus. And so it's important for us not to be sleepy in our faith, not to be cynical in our faith, not to be distracted in our faith, but to activate our faith and bring that hope to the world that needs it so bad. I love Mike Todd, he says this, too often the facts we see erode the faith we need. Too often the facts we see erode the faith we need. And so we're talking this morning not about just seeing with our natural eyes, but actually seeing beyond the facts that God is able. He's able to bring the impossible situation and pull it down and make it possible. He's able to open up doors that you think are closed and that will never open. He's able to heal physical things in our bodies that the doctors have said to us, it's impossible for that to happen. That's the God that we serve. That's why we are so excited to gather and to be together and do community together and, and be believers of the household of faith because we are believers in miracles. We are believers in the fact that God can do what he says he does in his word. Acts 2 isn't finished. It's still going today. The book of Acts and all that's been going on through there is still going today. And the miracles we've seen there are just a part of the miracles that we see in everyday life. I love this passage in Hebrews 10 verse 39. It says, But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. This has really been a time where it has been easy to shrink back. And I'm not just talking about being physically distanced. It's something we've needed to do for each other's health. But I'm talking about the fact that it's easy to shrink back in our faith. It's easy to shrink back into, our, into ourselves when it comes to living the life of faith that God's called us to live. And I think that part of us coming back to normal life and part of us getting back into the daily rhythms of life and, and all those things that we do that, that we perhaps could neglect is our spirit. 
Because we're getting back to the physical things. We're getting back to the different meetings and schedules and seeing people, which is such an incredible thing. And we've all looked forward to that so much. But can I encourage you? Don't neglect your spirit. We're not part of the people that draw back. It's talking about our spirit here. We're part of the people that believe and are saved. We're part of the people that step forward into all that God has for us. We're part of people that understand the vision that God has given us is to reach the world, to make disciples. We're not part of the people that are sitting back watching. We're part of the miracle. God's using us as conduits for His kingdom on the earth. And I want to encourage you. You know, so proximity... It does two things. When you're close to someone, it brings intimacy. Or proximity, when you're far away, it can bring apathy. And I want to encourage you to find your proximity when it comes to God again. Get close to Him. Connect with Him. Make sure that you're drawing from the life source of heaven. And allow it to fill you and give you strength again. Don't live apathetic where your proximity to God is far away. The Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. You know, we see this in our world all the time when it comes to proximity. People get so brave on social media and say a lot of things on there. Like I could jump on my social media and, and I could say damaging things about Mike, Mike Tyson. But I'm less likely to say them to his face when I'm in front of him. I don't know about you. Maybe you're braver than me and you would say it. But I think that's the difference between what proximity does. It causes an apathy that can be there. I'll just say it online. But when we're there in face-to-face, we're in close proximity with someone, it changes everything. And it's the same when it comes to our relationship with God. It's easy to get cynical from a distance. It's easy to be unbelieving from a distance. It's easy to be distracted from a distance. But when you just get close to God, it fills you, it changes you, it equips you, it empowers you, it gives you strength and purpose for today. It helps you to be able to live out of that place of hope and peace and life that we're caused, called to live by. Believing believers, we get close to God. And so I want to talk about your five senses of faith this morning. And uh, I'm going to go in classic Ben mode. I'm going to power through these. So number one, the first one is this. Faith hears God's word. We're talking about your hearing. We're talking about your spiritual hearing this morning. Faith hears God's word. We know it says in Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. See, when a baby is born, the first thing that the baby does is it hears. It hears the noises and the sounds and the voice around them. Actually, while the baby is in the womb, the baby can hear and recognize voices. When they're born, they can't necessarily see very far in front of them. There is a lot of blurriness there, but they can hear. And I think it's really important for us as believers to understand that our hearing, hearing the voice of God, listening to what God has says to us is vitally important to the life of faith. It is vitally important for you to be living spirit-led because you can't always see it but you can hear it. You can't always see a way forward, but you can hear God's promises. You can't always see the miracle up ahead, but you can hear God speaking to you that He is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You can hear His voice to remind you He is there with you. Hearing God's voice is so important to the life of a disciple. 
That's why our devotional time, reading our Bible, praying, spending time worshipping God, doing those things in the secret place is so powerful to build your spirit man or spirit woman, to build that, to help it strengthen it, to help you become who God's called you to be. Because this world is going to tear down belief. It's going to tear down faith. It's going to tear down hope. It's going to tear down love. It's going to make you cynical, distracted, sleepy in your faith, just caught in your routines. That's what the world does. But remember, we're called to stand out. And so we're listening to a different voice. It says, uh, Jesus speaking, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. What's God saying to you right now in this season? It's a great question to ask. Maybe even in your quiet time this week, why don't you ask God that? God, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me? It it doesn't matter what Ben says. It doesn't matter what any of our pastoral team says or your connect group leader or or what your friend says. You know what matters in life? is what God says. That's why this church is built on the Word of God. That's why everything that we do is based on God's Word for us. It's the foundation for life. It's a sure and strong foundation. But those whispers of heaven where the Holy Spirit speaks to you and brings vision and life into your life, they are powerful to help you live the life of faith that God wants you to have. Ask God to reveal His voice. Meditate on Scripture. Spend time with Him and be present in that moment. It's one thing to just give that allocated time, but it's another thing to be present in that moment as well. The second thing this morning is this, faith sees God's power. We know in Scripture it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So what it's talking about here is we are moving beyond just the facts and our natural vision to actually saying, God, help me to see what you see. Help me to see the world the way that you see. Help me to see people the way that you see. Help me to see my future the way that you see it. Help me to live looking at the world how you want me to look at it. Because it's really easy to see things in the natural. To see the problems and the obstacles and the frustrations. That's so easy. It's really easy. We could just be like anybody else and do those things. But it takes a special kind of belief and faith in God to rise above that and to say, no, I don't want to live just on that level. I want to live from a higher place. In Revelations, God says, come up higher. Let me show you things that are to come. That's the kind of relationship we want to have with God where we're looking up higher, looking above, starting to see things not just from the natural realm, but above that. We see God and we understand that God loves to produce miracles. So there may be a wall in front of you right now, but it doesn't mean that God can't kick it down in a second. It doesn't mean that God can't remove it in a moment and change the whole circumstance. I think many of you know that our youngest son, oldest son, sorry, Cooper, who is seven years old, uh, he, he was born via IVF. And we went through a process for, I don't know, how long it was, 18 months, two years possibly, where we were going through this process of trying to have a baby and were so unsure about the future. And we would go through disappointment after disappointment and feeling like we weren't sure whether this was ever going to take place. And I remember that the last appointment that we went in because we were just disappointed. We were frustrated. We were emotional. We were exhausted with the process. And we went to see the doctor. His name was Dr. Benny. Great name. Dr. Benny. We went and seen him and we were just spending time in his office and we just said, look, 
we're done for a while. We are done. Like, we just, we just want a break from this. We just need some respite from this. And he was talking about doing another round of IVF with us. So we, we just, we said, we said, no, no, we're done. And we walked out into the foyer area to pay for our appointment and, um, and, and do that. And as we were there, there was a bit of a lineup. And so we were behind a few people. We started talking to each other, just whispering in the line. And then we kind of just both turned to each other and said, maybe we should go again. Maybe we should do it. And we, we kind of had this kind of discussion where we're moving up in the line, <laughs> other people there. And, and before we knew it, we were like, just before Dr. Benny was about to go to his next appointment, we walked back over to him <laughs> in front of the other people and said, actually, can we just see you for one more moment? And we walked back into his office and said, we're going to go again. And that was the round that Cooper was born. That was the one. And I think about that moment and I think about when it comes to faith and seeing things that you can't see in the natural. Sometimes you have to go again. Sometimes you have to walk back into that office and declare it again. Sometimes you have to go back into that prayer closet and say, I'm praying and I'm asking God for it again. Sometimes you have to hold on to it when everything in this world is trying to rock you off and and hold on to it anyway. And I know that's not the miracle that everybody has, but it's our story. And it's our testimony of saying again, God, we're putting our trust in you. Even if it didn't work, we were saying, God, we're putting our trust in you in this moment. I remember driving back from our appointment when, the, when that embryo had been inserted into Amy. We were driving away from that appointment and there was a sign on the end of the road that said, Hope, the miracle is on the way. And I thought, if there's ever a word from God, it's a sign that says, hope the miracle is on the way as you're going back from an IVF appointment. And that was, the, that was the appointment that we walked away and we just continued to pray and we saw the miracle take place. And I want to encourage you, even when you can't see it, see it. Have vision to see it in God. The miracle ahead is bigger than the mountain in front of you. The testimony to come is in the test right now. The power of God is bigger than any problems that we can see with our natural eyes. So we were getting ready to, to come back to church over the last couple of weeks. And on, uh, on Friday night, not just going the one before, where we were just purely online for youth, the power uh, went out throughout the whole property. <laughs> And it was just before youth was about to start and we thought, everyone's scrambling around going, what are we going to do? We've got no, we can't stream the service. Looks like youth's off tonight. It was frustrating. And I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, hey, Ben, when the church comes back, make sure the power's turned on. Make sure you're plugged into power. Don't go back to church because a church that has no power is an ineffective church. A church that is not operating completely properly is not a church that's going to be effective to do what it's called to do. Scripture reminds us to don't have the form without the power. Paul said, I came to you with demonstrations of the Spirit's power. The prophet Zechariah said, not by our mind, not by our power, but by God's Spirit. In other words, His power. As leaders, we've got to make sure that we are plugged daily into power. As a church, we need to rely on God's power to function. As believers, we have faith in God's power. Don't turn the power off. God wants to do powerful things through you. But we've got to be open. We've got to plug into that power source of heaven. Number three this morning, faith touches the impossible. Jesus looked at them and said in Matthew 19 verse 26, With man, this is impossible. But with God... All things are possible. 
See, what we do as believers is we touch the impossible with faith and it becomes possible. Do you know what laying on of hands is? Is a scriptural pattern of laying on of hands of people. It's prayed for people when they step into leadership, prayed for anointing over them. It's prayed for people when they need miracles in their physical bodies. It's prayed in special occasions when it comes to uh, baptism. It's prayed in moments where we uh, baptize a child. It's prayed in moments where we dedicate a child. There are special moments where we pray and we lay hands on people as scripture reminds us to do. And what's happening in that moment? We're t- Touching the impossible with faith that says it's possible. And I think when the church starts touching the impossible with faith in their spirit, it's amazing the miracles that start to take place. It's amazing the moments that we start to see. But we've got to go all in. So just this last week, Georgia... A little girl turned four on Friday, and we have been saying to her for a few weeks now, when you turn four, you're going to lose your dummies. There's going to be no more dummies. They're gone. They're out. We're getting rid of them. When you turn four, it's over. And so I was kind of like, I'm kind of like committed to it, but I'm also in the, I've got a backup plan in my mind, like, let's keep a few dummies just in case we get, we're out and it gets really bad. You know what I mean? And it's like, either I call Beyond Blue or I give her a dummy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's in that moment. And so it's like, all right, I'm just going to keep a few in, my, in the back of my mind. And anyway, a- Amy came out to me, we put her to bed the night before her birthday. And then Amy came out to me looking like she just committed a crime. And, and she walked out to the lounge room and she said, with this crazy looking face, she said, I've cut all the dummies. And I was like, what the... What kind of mother does that? That's crazy. I don't know whether to call Crime Stoppers or Beyond Blue. I don't know what's going on here because this is crazy. What are you doing? And, uh, and she said, oh, I've cut them all. She had a crazy face on. I'm like, do mums do that stuff? Anyway, and so I'm like, I realized in that moment, we're all in here. There's no turning back. She's got the scissors in her hand with the crazy faith on. The dummies are all gone. And I can tell you this whole week, there's been a couple of times that she's asked for it, but we've just moved on. We're just distracted. We've just done other things. But I tell you what, the big turning point was saying, we're all in. Because there was no backup plan to go back. We're all in. And I think faith does that for us. Faith says, I'm all in. I'm going to touch the impossible with a faith of the possible. And I'm going to believe that God can do it. And I'm going all in on this. You know, when you're praying for someone for healing... You can't be half-hearted. You've got to go for it. You've got to believe. It's not up to you whether that does or doesn't happen. But you can be a conduit of faith and say, I'm believing it. I'm going all in. When it comes to your future and the miracles that you're asking God for, don't be half-hearted with it. Pray big, bold prayers. Declare it. Believe it. Get scripture that reminds you of it. And just go all in. Don't hold back. Faith touches the impossible. And we need to get used to that that feel of faith where it's like we're in a dark room, but we know where that light switch of faith is. We're in a dark room, but we we know that word of God that reminds me if God can do it. Reminds me no weapon formed against me will prosper. And it feels like you're feeling around in the dark at times. But when you get that feel of faith, hold on. God is with me. No weapon formed against me will prosper in the name of Jesus. All things are possible to those who believe. 
we start to feel faith again. It starts to fill our spirit again. The fourth thing is the smell, the fragrance of Christ. Faith smells. Has a smell about it. Does your life have a different odor to the world that is around you? There's so much cynicism that comes off people. There's so much bitterness and hurt that can be on the people around us. It's like a fragrance that comes off their life, but the life of faith is a fragrance. It's believing God. It's knowing that God can do the impossible. It's like, have you ever hugged someone with really strong uh, a cologne or deodorant on and then you start to smell like that person? Or perhaps it's been the opposite. They've got really bad BO and you hug that person and you're like, now I stink. Well, that happens. And I think when we, we, we touch this world, we want to be giving them the fragrance of Christ. We want to be spreading faith and hope to those that are around us and embracing people. And, and finally, this morning, faith tastes the presence of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. So you don't go to a nice restaurant to look at the menu. You go there to taste the food. You go there to experience it. A couple of weeks ago, I was in my car and I just got off the phone and I just went to press the radio. As I got off the phone, it was a split few seconds of like the silence and I went to go and put the radio on and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, are you scared of silence? And I just stopped for a moment. I thought, how often am I so busy rushing to this, rushing to that, even in my own thoughts, that I miss what God wants me to experience. I miss what God's saying to me in His still small voice. I miss the opportunity to connect with someone. I miss the opportunity to say that word, to send that message, to do what God's calling me to do beyond the busyness and the rush. And it's funny, we've been at home so much, but we've allowed ourselves to be distracted so much. In a time where it feels like we'd have more time, we can still fill our minds with so many different things that take us so many different places. And I want to remind you this morning that faith tastes the presence of God. If you're a believing believer, spend time with God. Spend time in His presence. So the five senses of faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see, says in Hebrews. And I want to be a believing believer I want to put my trust and faith in God and so Lord this morning we've grown cold Lord light us up again Lord where our faith has gone on sleep mode Lord wake us up Lord where our, our senses of faith have just become dull because of the rhythms of life Lord Help us to come alive to this faith realm that you're calling us to live in. We are people of faith. We are believing believers. And Lord, let your church rise. Let your people rise wherever we find ourselves. And as we walk into the future, let's walk as people of faith. Not by sight, but by faith in you. In Jesus' name. And I don't know who's watching this morning online or who's in the room, but I do know this, that... The change in our life comes from our relationship with Jesus. 
And I want to pray the sinner's prayer, which is just giving our life to Jesus. And I don't know whether you just need to refresh your own spirit by making this declaration again, or whether this would perhaps be the first time you do this. But I want to pray this prayer, and we're going to pray it together in the room, and those that are joining us online as well. I want to pray this prayer as we just put Jesus at the top of our priority list. Make sure that God is in the central place of our life. I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to live each day for you and to serve you only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you to everybody that's been joining us online this morning. It's great to have you with us. And don't forget to register for upcoming services if you need to do so. But stay connected with us. We'd love to continue to connect with you in the weeks and months to come. We are one church, whether in person or online. Be blessed. Have an incredible Sunday.